South Carolina Senator Tim Scott a couple weeks ago said it was Iowa or bust. Uh, bust has happened before Iowa. Senator Scott announces he's dropping out of the presidential race. We analyzed the decision and the potential fallout. The Biden administration is looking to change the definition of the nuclear family. And Megan Rapino says because she ruptured her Achilles, there is no God. All today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome in. It's the Monday edition of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. Notice our outfits, our decisions on what to wear. You know what the weather's like. Yeah, and I see you're wearing garnet and black. Means it was a good I weekend am? for the. Uh, Gosh, if you could just play Vanderbilt every week, man, I tell you, if, if, if Carolina played Vanderbilt every week, they'd win. They'd win twelve games a year. Uh, no, they'd lose one of those twelve. Uh, it's been fifteen straight against Vanderbilt. So, they'd, they'd win 12 games for 15 years, and they'd lose. <laughs> anyway, not the point. See, he's already starting to rub me the wrong way. All right, so let's start here with our very own Senator Tim Scott. I, yes. I am at home last night eating a little late dinner, and Mitch texts me, which is rare for a Sunday, uh, because... What were my words? I, I'm looking at the text message uh, it's, now. It's uh, Tim, Tim just dropped, and that's yeah. all I got. And I'm yeah. like, what? What does that mean? Uh, so immediately I go to Twitter and Senator Tim Scott on Trey Gowdy's program on Fox News. Uh, by the way, what's interesting is on this clip that we're about to show you, Senator Tim Scott's uh, bio in the in the Chiron was Senate Finance Committee. Not presidential probably, candidate. Probably should have gotten a clue there. I don't know if it was rotating. If you missed it, here is Senator Tim Scott announcing his plans to leave the presidential race before we get to the primaries. If you ever want to love your country more, run for president. Traveling this country, meeting people has been one of the most fantastic experiences of my entire life. I love America more today than I did on May 22nd. But when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. And so I'm going to respect the voters and I'm going to hold on and keep working really hard and uh, look forward to another opportunity. I don't know who has better hair, Tim Scott or Trey Gowdy. (laughs) Trey's, Trey's I love you. Hair, I love you, Trey. Trey's hair has changed about twelve times. It's since a, yesterday. He's a good looking man. Um, and Trey I really, doing a little, I, I really miss Trey Gowdy. Yeah, oh, goodness in gracious. Really Trey doing do. a little bit of acting there. Uh, there's no doubt that Trey Gowdy knew that that was coming. It's possible, but they're good friends. They're great friends. It's good. They're good friends. It's possible. Now, post that, we had a lot of tweets roll in from presidential candidates or those rumored to still be in the race. Doug Burgum. Well, who? North Dakota, uh, South Dakota? One of the Dakotas? North Dakota, Christy Nome is South Dakota. I, I, more important yeah, than the Dakotas, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Doug Burgum tweeted or X'd or posted, whatever we call it, anyone who has the courage to stand in the arena deserves our gratitude. At Vote Tim Scott fought for the best of America. Catherine and I wish nothing for the best for Tim. That's great. Asa Hutchinson, still rumored to be in this race for some reason, <laughs> says, Paging I have Asa. always been a fan of Tim Scott. His departure from the race is a surprise. 
<laughs> we wished it was somebody's different. And America will miss his hopeful message on the future. Despite our challenges, I share his optimistic view of our country, and mm. I will work hard to earn the support of his voters. No. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Former, smelling the chum. Former uh, Governor Chris, Chris Christie. Former Governor Chris Christie. Tim Scott is my friend. Have you hugged him? He was before, <laughs> during, and now after this race for president. All right. Had Word concluded salad. for him. He was my friend before, during, and now after this race has concluded for him. Great. Word I'd salad. vote Tim Scott is a man of integrity and honesty. Our country is better for his service in the United States Senate. Hero. RDS. Uh, Governor, Governor Nikki Haley. Tim Scott no. is a good man of faith and an inspiration to so many. The Republican primary was made better by his participation in it. Hashtag. South Carolina is blessed to continue to have him as our senator. Hashtag bring it on, Tim. Yeah, she appointed him to the Senate. I think they're. I think they're not. I think they have oh, niceties. I think abso- they're friends. They're friends. So, the whole thing on that debate stage was, was uh, that was showmanship. It was funny or showwomanship. Um, here, here's one from Ron DeSantis. RDS. Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Tim Scott is a strong conservative with bold ideas about how to get our country back on track. I respect his courage to run this campaign and thank him for his service to America and the U.S. Senate. I look forward to Tim continuing to be a leader in our party for years to come. Here's one from Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, dear. Tim Scott strikes me as a good dude. (sighs) I gave at Senator Tim Scott a congratulatory fist bump on stage when the other South Carolinian shamelessly copied exactly what he said, wishing Tim all the best back in the U.S. Senate. I'm hopeful we can convince him that more Ukraine aid is an awful idea for America, dot, 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 looked like he was slowly coming around last week. I was glad to see it. Okay, I don't have a response from Donald Trump to this news. That seemed like it would have been a Donald Trump response. Well, that's exactly, and, and and no offense, we have friends that are helping Favite here in South Carolina. No offense, that is that is such. Uh, hey, look at me. Post that is. Well, that's what grifters do. Well, I won't call him that. Um, I will. Cool. Uh, I, it, it, it's it's sad. It's sad that here's here's your opportunity to say congratulations, and it's hey um that other South Carolinian self self congratulatory in nature. Oh, and by the way, while you're here, let me strong arm you to make sure that you don't pass aid for Ukraine ever again. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the areas where I kind of agree with Vivek. But you notice a tone. Uh, You noticed a tone with every one of the other tweets. Yeah, his X's, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, it was presidential. At least they're feigning some sort of presidential um, air. Um, Navavek, and apparently people love him because of that. So, okay. Yeah, he's a... Uh, dude. dude. No, no, no. Uh, this from um, Tom Bavan, uh, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. What does this mean for Tim Scott? Well, number one, and and we don't endorse candidates, nope. and we never will. I will tell you though, this is a personal opinion. I believe Tim Scott was one of the best people oh, running for the office. Most and definitely, I don't think he, it's even close. He reframed the narrative. He drew the narrative, and I, I'll say this: and and we've had two significant people drop out of the race so far: former Vice President Mike Pence and now Senator Tim Scott. Two of the best people. Yeah. They helped shape the narrative of the campaign. Instead of making it policy wonk talk, they they went straight to how do we make America better? How do we make it, it, restoring faith in America, faith in America? And then you know I I don't remember to be honest with you what Mike Pence's campaign slogan was, but 
it was a it was a message Reagan yeah probably it was a message of hope clarity uh responsibility for the future now i'm not saying the other guys and gals aren't doing that but let's be clear these two men in and of themselves shifted the narrative of the campaign cycle and the season to the right most definitely to the right whether you like love or hate either one of these two guys they did it i also liked pence's logo i thought his campaign logo was pretty good very classic Retro look. Yeah. Now, well, what does this mean for Tim Scott? Obviously, he still has to, he's still serving in the Senate. He will finish out his term, but he has already let us all know he's not running for reelect in the United States Senate. He's done after he finishes out this term. Now, obviously, we are not we are not a political gossip column. That's not what we do. But we do understand that there are rumblings out there that he may very well entertain. Another office? Another office in this state, a higher office, well, if you will. Well, uh, if you do the math not, on— Not higher than the U.S. Senate. No, but. but closer. I mean, you do the math on this. There's 100 U.S. senators. There's only 50 of this office based on sure. one for and, each state. And his and his Senate ship would run out in 28, 28 which, would mean he, which would mean he can't run for governor until the 2030 Unless election. he just preempts that Unless he just Senate preempts seat. it by, by vacation, uh, by, by vacating it. Now, what does, Vacation this mean, what does this mean for the presidential race? Um, I'm glad to see the field winnowing down. As much as I like Tim Scott, we've had him on the program. Uh, yeah. We've talked with him multiple times, obviously, at different places. He's, he's a great man of faith, and I agree with a lot of what he stands for. Um, <clears throat> he was polling at under 5% in most places. It will... He wasn't going to make much of a dent in Iowa. I think that was understood at this point. That's why he dropped out before Iowa. So now let's look at who's left in the race. I I anticipate Asa and Doug Burgum drop out before Iowa. I would hope they do, um, because here's the deal: whether you like or dislike the former president, he's far and away leading the pack in polling. And we're about to go over some polling that would tell you some some interesting things according to RCP. Besides Donald Trump, Vivek is not running to. He's much more like Trump than anyone else, so it's hard for me to understand why people would say, you know what, instead of Trump, I'm going to vote for this guy. It just doesn't make much sense to me why they would do that. Right. It's just purely political calculus at this point. So your natural people who are non-Trumpers would be uh, Chris Christie, Asa Hutchinson. Those are clearly those running in opposition to Donald Trump. Chris Christie has made that abundantly clear. This is a kamikaze mission campaign again for him. Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, is a new-look conservative trying to capture that non-Trump voter crowd but also appeal to the base as much as she can, right? Then you have Ron DeSantis, who is everything Donald Trump is without the baggage and with a clear record of conservative leadership. So what I would envision is that by the time we get to South Carolina, we could considerably see only three candidates on the ballot. I'll tell you this. You're talking about real clear. Um, yep. Are you looking at the Bloomberg polls? Yes. We're, uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a conglomeration of all of them that I'm yeah, about to go they into. Did. They, uh, yeah, so let's go back to that. Uh, three by the time we get to South Carolina. It's going to be Trump, Haley, 
DeSantis. DeSantis, yeah. And I, I'd agree and maybe, with that. And maybe a friend, maybe Vivek hangs uh, Vivek's, in. Vivek's had a good, strong showing in South Carolina. I don't know what his numbers in South Carolina look like right now. I'd I have know, to go the back. the poll was run here. Um, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do a little efforting on that. But my guess is in South Carolina, you can go to states. Let's see. Uh, election polls, GOP 2024 polls. Um, there's a way to do states, and I'll, I'll just have to uh, – what we what we have though, I, I think, is winnowing of the field, and I and I appreciate Tim Senator Scott for being willing to bow out now. Sure, don't because what this does, by the way, is it secures some political capital. You're not losing in Iowa, right? You don't lose in New Hampshire. You don't lose in your home state. Yeah, you save a little. Face. Right, right now, uh, if this is what I'm seeing for South Carolina, uh, the most recent poll was done uh, by CNN uh, between the 18th and 25th of October. Um, so Ron DeSantis is texting you now. Obviously, um, maybe, maybe uh, I, I don't know. Um, right now, there's only three in double digits. That is uh, Trump, Haley, DeSantis, Scott was polling at six percent in the most recent poll and vivek ramswamy was is was at one percent there hasn't been anything done since the end of last month um i'd assume winthrop's going to come out with a poll but right now the rcp average for the state of south carolina according to the polling data shows that trump has a commanding 49 point uh, i'm sorry he's at 49 points while Nikki Haley is at 18.8, Ron DeSantis is at 10.5. Tim That's Scott. That's an amazing flip. Yeah, that, absolutely. And th- you can track that. Ron DeSantis has a, uh, I'm sorry, t- Tim Scott had a 7.8%. Uh, and then Ramaswamy, Christy, Pence, all at 35 to 2.8. Where, where does Tim, okay, so political calculus question before we get into the big deal that's, stuff. That's a big where question. Where does Tim's 7 His second go? choice. His, does it go to Nikki or so, does it go to Ron? So a lot of people are assuming that his second choice candidates, um, Bob Vanderplotz uh, and a group of us were talking last night, if you're not familiar, Bob Vanderplotz out of Iowa, who is, by the way, set to host all of these people for his Thanksgiving gathering next week. Yep. Um, he believes that second choice is most likely going to be um, Ron DeSantis. I think that is yet to be determined. Might not shake that way in South Carolina. Right. You're going to need to wait on those polls. I think people are truly for Nikki Haley here in the state of South Carolina. As you can clearly see, she has an eight-point uh, eight lead in current polling averages over Ron DeSantis, and both of them have had strong ground games here in the state of South Carolina. Sure. So um, it's not for a lack of trying. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, the the state of South Carolina could break cleanly for Donald Trump. Um, yeah. I think all states are going to break cleanly for Donald Trump. The more I look at it, I, I was going to be the big bellwether. I don't necessarily believe that uh, – Governor Haley or, or Governor DeSantis actually win Iowa. Um, it depends on how closely they finish second. And no offense to Iowa. You don't have to win the Iowa caucus in order to win the presidency. The last Republican candidate to win the Iowa caucus and win the presidency was George W. Bush in 2000. Yeah, but I think that he pretty much had a clean sweep, didn't he? In yeah, 20, pretty much. Pretty much. In 2000? Yeah, I'm going to go yeah, back he, and look he handled, at that. He handled his business. Now, what this does do 
is it 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 lightens the field a little bit. Yep. Obviously, former President Trump is still dealing with some legal battles and issues. But here's from RCP. How about this? Georgia. Four polls were taken in the month of October. This is a Trump-Biden poll. Purely Trump-Biden poll. Trump's the nominee, Biden's the nominee. Trump leads all four Georgia polls over Biden by an average of 5.5. In Arizona, there were three polls taken. Trump leads all three by at least three point, by an average of 3.7. Pennsylvania, four polls. Trump leads in three, plus three, plus four, plus four. Biden led in one, plus two. In Michigan, there were four polls in October. Trump leads in two of them, plus five, plus seven. Biden leads in one of them, plus two, and the other one is a tie. Nevada, three polls were taken in October. Trump leads in all of them, plus three, plus three, plus 11. Wisconsin, four polls in October. Biden leads in two, plus two, plus two. Trump leads in one, plus one, and the other one is a tie. What does that tell you about the general election? Uh, what it tells Early polling. What does it Caveat. tell? What does it tell me, or what, what does, does it, it tell? What does it tell us? Because I'm about to give you the electoral college map based on those results. The, the Democrats are going to start looking to dump Biden ASAP. The electoral college map. I'm going to here it is on your screen. Blowout. What's blowout. what's the number three? Three o two. Yeah, that's not a blowout. Three o two to two thirty six. That's where the win in Michigan. That's a win in Texas. That's a win in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Georgia. Yeah, I'm going back to two. Not a clean sweep in uh, Nebraska, by the, obviously. By the way, uh, in in 2000, George Bush won every state except for Arizona, Michigan, and then most northeast eastern states, including Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New John Hampshire, McCain and Vermont. John McCain won those. The third candidate in the race um, won 22 delegates. That was Alan Keyes. By the way, go Alan Keyes. So I'm going back to that. Uh, 2020 race so you're looking at a you're looking at the electoral map yeah. and how that would flip what you have here is a there is a genuine unrest amongst the people i think number one as much as i would like abortion to be center stage on the ballot i don't believe that's center stage for a lot of people i think understandably so it's the economy stupid um it's still having to make it happen in your you know paying your bills, purchasing your groceries, dealing with everything that goes into um, making your family financially viable. But with Tim Scott leaving the field and with, with Donald Trump appearing to have the, the actual leverage right now to win over Joe Biden... Mitch, I think you're right. I think that... They've got to dump him. They've got to. They've got to. I'm trying to find... Here's here's the yeah, electoral the, map. It's almost an yeah, ex- exact, exact flip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here's, here's the map from 2020. So if you look at the map in 2020 as it's on your screen right now, Joe Biden won that one 306 to 232. It would be 302 to 236. Right. Go... The other way, so I, in you can't convince you can't convince me though that uh, go back to your other map, uh, the current as current polls sit, you can't convince me right now the way things are shaking out. Virginia, I I still say is a blue state. I North Carolina concerns me. Michigan concerns me. Um, Minnesota, I think, could be closer than most people think it is. Ohio. 
Um, and Indiana concerned me. Pennsylvania concerns me. Uh, and, and, of course, the, the purple state of the South now, Georgia. And this is purely based on the polling. The data. polling as it sits. Now, a lot of those polls throw in a third candidate, actually a fourth candidate, uh, two more. A lot of them throw Kennedy and Cornell West in. Now, the question is on the ones that do that from Bloomberg and uh, Morning Consulting, how, because they're doing both. They're doing head-to-head between Trump and Biden. Trump wins all of those that I see. And Trump's winning most of the Emerson individual state polls that are drilling down into states as well. But when you throw Kennedy in the mix, it looks like Trump wins bigger. Yes, in every Kennedy, one of those polls. John, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. doesn't pull from Donald Trump. He pulls from it, Joe Biden. So the question is, when he bows out, those votes, most of them either... He runs till the end. So you think he runs third party? Yes, he's, he's already announced that. That's what he's doing. He's already announced an independent run. He's not He's not running in the... He, uh, yeah, he's, so is he a shill for the Democrats? I be, No, because he doesn't... No, because the Democratic Party wants nothing to do with anybody not named Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have to replace him though. So they're well, they gonna, might, but but so, right now they're not going so, to. Who they replace him with? But no, the 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 part of the shill here is that he pulls votes from. You think he pulls votes from Biden? Biden. Not Trump. Okay. No way. By the way, in in twenty twenty, Joe Biden won the following battleground states: Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Virginia, Georgia. Georgia. All it. Almost a clean sweep. I don't. I still. You I'm, can't call Texas. I'm shocked they still have Texas as a battleground state. I'm shocked they still have Florida as a battleground state. It will not be considered one after what Ron DeSantis did there a couple of uh, months ago. So that's a look at the race again. It all, all of this has a has a a, a, a cause and effect here. Much like Jimbo Fisher getting fired at A and M will affect the Arkansas State Defensive Coordinator job. Random pull, but Jimbo Fisher getting fired. Well, I mean, a new coach comes in, and they will pull coordinators from other places, right? Mm-hmm. Naturally, when people drop out of a race, it will change the way the race is viewed. It will change the way the math shakes out, and it will change the way we look at the race. Emerson has Trump beating Biden in Arizona by two, and they also have Nevada breaking for Trump by three, a dead heat in Wisconsin. Um, this, these are some fascinating numbers. All these were dropped last Thursday. Um it's some interesting stuff here. AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, has uh, Trump over Biden. Um, they have Biden over DeSantis, and they have Haley over Biden in Georgia. So Trump and Haley beating Biden while DeSantis loses by one in the state of Georgia. So very interesting numbers. There are reasons why we don't we don't endorse candidates, but there's a reason why we do endorse platforms and we do endorse ideas yeah, absolutely. and values. This is one of them. According to reporting from the Federalist, moving on to the Biden yeah, administration, here we go. Americans have until November 27th to comment on a new rule from the Office of Child Support Services, or the OCSS. We're going to include this link in the show notes. We're going to include this link in email correspondence with you, so you yeah. can comment on this. This is huge. Uh, the OCSS is part of the Department of Health and Human Services. They're going to update language and child support regulations to remove gender terminology. Here we go. Under the proposed change... Words describing mothers and fathers would get a gender-neutral update to the term parentage. Additionally, gender-specific pronouns, i.e. he, she, his, hers, would be replaced with they, them, and their. OCSS (laughs) claims the proposal aligns with many of Biden's executive orders that, quote, pursue a comprehensive approach to advancing equity for all, including members of the LGBTQI plus 
communities. While current OCSS law requires that the establishment of paternity and requiring genetic testing in contested paternity cases, the proposed rule draft seeks to, quote, establish parentage for all children in accordance with their laws, regardless of the gender of their parents or family structure. We are literally changing the definition of the nuclear family. We are going nuclear on the family. It was Saul Alinsky mm. in Rules for Radicals who wrote, he who controls the language controls the masses. I love what um, Marco Rubio, James Langford, Michael Braun, uh, Ted Cruz, Cindy Hyde-Smith, they're all calling this the Biden administration forcing an agenda called the Don't Say Dad agenda. It's great. And we might be using some of that language. It's, this, is, this is highly concerning. And they are literally throwing a nuclear bomb into the family and trying to destroy destroy the fabric uh, that has held our nation together for 250 years. Um, it's the simple, it's, it's you know, I, I want to say it's simple things because ultimately it really is. There's are, a nuclear family for you right there, by the way. A full nuclear, going nuclear. Um, <laughs> nuclear. There are issues here that we could get into and we won't today. Um, it. I, I, I'm starting to lose words <laughs> because I think that, well, number one, I think the leadership you you allow is a reflection of the people. I think it was true for the Israelites and King Saul. Um, I, I think it was true for the Israelites and King David and King Solomon. And then it was true when the nation split and you saw the evil kings and you saw the desires of the people's hearts reflected in their leadership. I think it was true in the Roman Empire. I think it was true um, in the Greek Empire before them. I think it was true during the time of Mussolini and Hitler and Pot Pot. I think it was true during the time of Stalin. And I'm not equating all of these together. I also think it's true during the Biden administration. I think the United States of America is currently reaping the evil, wicked desires of the heart that we have allowed to dictate how we act, how we think, and how we interact with other people. Now, is that the end? That's the question. Is this the end well, of what we know as America? And and I would argue that maybe not. And and I'll be maybe. careful. Maybe, maybe not. Um, we've seen dark times in American history in the past. I mean, I could give you example after example just from presidential history, let alone from social uh, and economic parts of our uh U.S. history as we know it, but I go back to what Michael Hoff said in the in the '90s. You know, bad times make strong men; strong men make good times; good times make weak or, or good times uh, make weak men; weak men make bad times. And that's where we are right now. We are in the weak men to good or bad times. We had good times in the past, whether whatever you want to call that, um, and however you define good times, whether it was economic, whether it was social, whether it was moral. Those times have lended to us. They have yielded to us weak men, vacuum of leadership. I've said it once. I've said it a million billion times. The vacuum of leadership has created bad times. Bad times, hopefully, in this case, once again, will make strong men and women who will rise up to the occasion, courage, conviction, and faith, and handle the problems that we face as a nation. So To be seen. Right. And again, the opposing... The opposing party leader has been evasive at best on some of these issues as well. Um, so you're looking at 
you're, you're looking at a situation in America now where it, it it's going to require, as you mentioned, difficult choices. It's going to require tough leadership, and I think that starts within each and every one of us in our own daily lives um, that we have to be willing to to make uh, changes and push for changes as well. One one final thing we're going to get to here, but um, Senator Chris Van Hollen, I have to mention this, Senator Chris Van Hollen, he's a U.S. senator from Maryland, uh, tweeted this yesterday. Uh, this is a quick update on uh, what's going on. War continues in the Middle East, um, and yeah. Israel is now taking barrages from Gaza and Tel Aviv. By the way, Tel Aviv, mostly civilian. Uh, they're, they're attacking civilian entities. They're, uh, Hamas terrorists aren't looking to just... Uh, kill military combatants. Barrage on, on on Tel Aviv from Gaza from the south. In the north, Lebanon is continuing to pummel northern Israel. Eventually, Israel will, if they haven't already, I haven't seen, eventually they will declare war on Lebanon, and then we have a serious problem um, in the Middle East. Uh, and again, I think it's pretty obvious. I think we've been full stated in this. Israel has every right to protect themselves and defend yes. themselves from attacks. There was a ceasefire on October 7th, or on October 6th, yeah. On October 7th, Hamas broke it with the help of Iran and probably many others. So those calling for a ceasefire are uh, daft at best and evil at worst, in my opinion. But Senator Chris Van Hollen says this, Gaza hospitals are at a breaking point. Premature babies have died from inability to generate oxygen, many more at risk. Pregnant women, hundreds of severely injured civilians trapped. For the sake of humanity, we need a long enough cessation of hostilities to save these innocents. Senator then tell Hamas not to house their military operations under hospitals. Yeah, there's 240 uh, hostages still missing. Simple. Simple. Of course, the UK came out today and denounced Hamas for doing just that. So it's a major, a major change uh, in international rhetoric regarding uh, the Hamas-Israel conflict. Now, one final thing. One of my favorite athletes, not really, in the United States of America is Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapino is one of the most insufferable, entitled mm. bigots that has ever graced the sports landscape. She is self-important. She is so self-important. Now, again, I am called to love everyone. Sure. People like her make that hard. <laughs> Megan Rapinoe was playing in one of her last matches yesterday. And uh, in the middle of that match, she ruptured her Achilles. Same injury that happened to Aaron Rodgers in week one of the NFL season. Sorry, Jets fans. Same one that happened to Kirk Cousins a couple weeks ago in Minnesota. My apologies to the Minnesota fans and fans of Kirk Cousins like myself. Um, so she suffered that injury. It brought about a divine revelation for her. Here's what <laughs> Megan Rapino thinks about deities in regards to her injury. And this is a long one, although I'm I'm gonna get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna be calling him or whoever did his surgery because when we does speed this up, but yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like this is proof that there is a this is <laughs> up. Um <laughs> So yeah, it just it's just because like six minutes in, eat my Achilles. I mean, what the.
So uh, they bleeped it out for me, so I didn't have to use our bleep button. So Bonus. I appreciate that. Um, I, what I do is like it about your athletes. What is it about athletes and coaches dropping f bombs on television? I now? do like your bleep buttons. You you've got Thank some you. creative ones. Thank you. Um, um, the horn so, is my favorite. So you know, I the the scripture says, and I believe it was Paul who said that the uh, in the invisible God has made Himself visible. He's clearly seen. Clearly seen in nature and in human form, in 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 humans created in His likeness. In the scriptures, there's ample proof of God. So I'm not going to argue with the fact that you don't believe there's a God. I, I think you are you are a captive of a of an evil ideology and a lie, and, and and you must be rescued from that. My problem, along with the three f bombs in a press conference, which again is just weird. Um. My problem is that your circumstance determines whether or not you believe in a higher power or whether you believe in a deity. Like, I, I'm not a deeply religious person. No, you are. You've you, just made you somebody are. else God. <clears throat> you're, just, you're just not religious to God. You're religious to yourself, whom you made a little g, God. Uh, and, if, and, if, and if there was, th- this is proof there isn't. What's proof that there isn't? That you suffered an injury during an athletic competition? Like, one of my relatives completely obliterated her knee playing soccer a couple years ago and had to have surgery. If that would have dictated her worldview and whether there was a God, yeah, that, that would seem pretty self-absorbed. That would seem pretty ridiculous. You're playing a game. It's 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 meant to be a game, and it tests your body. It tests your limits. Megan, in in the world of sports, your body is old. It can't do the same things it used to do. You just plan it wrong, and and you hate it because it happens like that. You ruptured your Achilles. That doesn't mean there's not a God. Now, though, because your happiness and your storybook ending and your dreams and your hopes and your aspirations are the most important thing to you, if those are ripped from you, then obviously nothing is real. Can I flip the script on this real quick? Perhaps the existence of an injury like this proves that there is a God. Let's go to divine creation. Sure. Intelligent uh, design. Intelligent design. The... Uh, idea that order came from chaos or nothing mm-hmm. is incompatible with what we know of the human body. Sure. So if she has an Achilles, which helps move her foot, she has Achilles tendon. Yep. then perhaps it was placed there by something much greater than her. So maybe... Maybe it's possible that there's something greater than her out there that created her body. Nah, she's the greatest thing ever, man. You know that. Well, then heal your own Achilles and get back on the field. She's going to use the Aaron Rodgers treatment. Which is what? I don't know. He's throwing. He's he's playing and throwing in cool. a warm-up. So. But I'll bet you uh, something, something better than those doctors gave them the ability to figure that out, too. They gave them the intelligence. Mm. Yeah, you know, it... it I don't mean to pile on 
to people. I really don't. No, sometimes they just, invite it on themselves, though. That just bothers me how how ridiculous it is. Um, Number one rule in life: don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. That, and that and, helps. And if you are, embrace the reality that comes along with your stupidity. And God bless you, Miss. R- is it Rapino? Rapino. God bless you. I, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with you, and you can call me stupid all you want because I'm sure, you know, my sky god or whatever. Um, you know, you don't believe in that, but I'll tell you this. I think you have the opportunity to see something bigger than yourself here in this moment. And if not, then don't be stupid. So that, I think that's a good place to end. Um we got a lot to cover, got a lot more to talk about this week. Of course, we will continue to provide you information on how you can give public input to that possible rule change Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Department of Health and Human Services not serving the humans or the health of those humans in any way, shape, or form. Plenty more to get to this week. We're so glad you're joining us. Uh, the countdown is on to Thanksgiving, uh, which means what are we at now, 13? Uh, no, not 13. No. What are we at? We're at 7, 8, 9, 10 days yeah. away from Thanksgiving. You're going to need to thaw the turkey starting this coming weekend. Keep that in mind. Uh, plenty of stuff to get to throughout the week. We appreciate Man, you joining a, us. That was a dad. That was like. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like walking outside when it's raining and standing on the porch and, and taking that deep breath and then going, really needed this. <sighs> yeah. All the time we have for you today on the show. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, you can do it. Palmettofamily.org. Uh, you can submit to our newsletter. Uh, or you can click that invest button. Help us out in any way you can. We appreciate it. If you would like to sponsor this show, feel free to do that as well. You Give should us do an it. Email, email at palmettofamily.org and chat with you there. A lot to get to later on this week. We look forward to talking to you about all of it right here on the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the city of South Carolina. Palmetto Family Matters Show. Mm-hmm.